Movies can fly under our radar for a variety of reasons. Poor marketing, the subject matter, lack of famous actors, or just bad timing. 2020's The Hunt is one of those movies which seem to suffer from all of them. Originally slated to be released in the fall of 2019, it was pushed back to the spring of 2020, which happened to coincide with the start of a global pandemic. It's a shame that the timing of this movie was so bad because The Hunt is a very timely satire about the current political climate in America. It holds up both ends of the political spectrum and they're equally problematic. And it shows what has happened when people are no longer able to listen to one another. And this presents a problem for cooperation and to work on solutions to society's problems. The Hunt also highlights another serious issue. America has lost the ability to laugh at itself. And if we can no longer do that, it's going to be very difficult to find common ground to solve our mutual problems. I'm really looking forward to Glenn's thoughts as we discuss The Hunt on this episode of Movies Will Save the World. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And this is Chris Peterson. And today we are discussing the movie, the 2020 movie, The Hunt, uh, falling into the category of uh, under the radar <laughs> movies mm -hmm. that many people didn't necessarily see. Although this one does have an interesting release trajectory to it with yeah. some controversy that I'm sure we'll get into. Um, mm. But uh, Chris, this was uh, your pick. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about why you picked it. And um, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the hunt is based on a true story. So let's just. <laughs> what websites have you been going to? <laughs> All of them. Oh, I read everything on the internet. Oh. So. Oh man. I, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> so, yes. Um, this movie. If have, did you watch the trailer for this ever? Did you see the trailer that came out like I, in 2019? I don't think I did, no. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a good place to start, because the, tra <laughs> the, the trailer was a total deception in terms of, like, mm. what, they, what, they, what they were up to, really. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what pissed so many people off and made this, like, mm -hmm. back in, like, the fall of 2019 was when it was supposed to come out, and right. pe people were talking about it, and it, it's, the idea is this, is that they're... Um, I read somewhere that it was originally called uh, Red State versus Blue State. I don't know if that was ever right. an official title, but the idea is mm -hmm. that, yes, the um, the left, um, a, a group of elites, is going to hunt down. <laughs> uh, they selected and are going to hunt down a 
like a group of deplorables and right. f- for whatever reason I, it's not really yeah. clear why i mean they just uh-huh. <laughs> they 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 want to they want to hunt and and you know hunt them for sport i guess um those deplorables got to go yeah and that's the best most efficient way to do it is just fly <laughs> right. them out to, <laughs> to, to, to Croatia. yeah on an expensive jet and just yeah go to this very elaborate scheme to kill 12 people. So, um what this movie is actually about, it's 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 political satire if at its core. Right. I mean that that is yeah. really what and you know whether it works for you or not, I guess it depends on your ability to laugh at yourself, you know, and laugh Absolutely. Yeah, at your ability to to examine your own beliefs and and see you know that maybe you're not always right um, and yeah. maybe sometimes the other people are are right as well. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it came out. Um, it, here's why I think this movie went under the radar, even though it had like a lot of talk about it. They delayed mm-hmm. the release because there was some. Right. Um, um, this was this was pre. Um, you know, COVID, but the, mm-hmm. the, the instance was, uh, there were some shootings, um, across right. the nation. El Paso. Yes. And they decided that this is the timing of this movie is a, you know, bad idea. So that they pushed right. it to the spring, of course, not knowing that there'd be a worldwide pandemic <laughs> at this time. <laughs> um, so See, I mean, people I, kind of, for, yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of forgot about. This is why I don't believe in the idea that uh, either COVID is a mass conspiracy or that there is some great cabal, because clearly they would have known that the pandemic was coming and scheduled yeah, it accordingly. Exactly, would have scheduled it. <laughs> so, if there's any proof, that's it. Right. Um, <laughs> this movie is proof that this movie's COVID is not a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um so because of that, because there was a lot of other things going on in the world at that time, um, this, uh-huh. this movie worldwide barely made its budget, right? And it wasn't right. a huge oh, yeah. budget to begin with. So mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people who actually have seen this movie. Um, I, yeah, I was talking to some folks this morning and saying, you know, we were going to talk about this movie uh, for the podcast and nobody knew what it was. Um, exactly. Never heard of it. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, and then I explained the premise to them, and they're like, "Oh my god, I really. Where can I see that? It, that sounds <laughs> fucking hilarious." Which it is, and that's like, yeah, yeah. Political satire without humor is actually not very. It's not very good. I, it, I mean, by definition, it has to be funny, and they they do that. Um, obviously, the violence. <laughs> the is so shocking at first, and then you it, yeah. you, you have to like like oh my gosh what yeah. just do that um, yeah so so that ramps it up to like okay we're seeing something you know hyper you know hyperbole it's hyperbolic yeah. it's going to be over right. the top it's going to fit right. nicely in that genre not because mm-hmm. it's not a parody it's not it's no. not doing a parody of things it's satirical right. in the sense that it's yeah. pulling apart um, you know kind of the the dialogue at the time right uh, and still is where right. um there are there are two hardcore sides 
right. on on the political spectrum, and they just yell at each other, and and there's not much real discussion <laughs> happening at this point. I <laughs> I I read some interviews and watched some interviews with folks um, involved in the production, and they were talking about you know like. I think Trump like tweeted about it, you know, sight yeah. unseen. Yeah, and I never nothing. did find his tweet because thankfully he's been kicked off Twitter. But, <laughs> but I, I yeah, so I, I don't know exactly what he said. But um, they were talking about the ir- irony, like the meta conversation yeah. going on about the movie, <laughs> where you know, to a certain extent, this movie is about cancel culture, and the movie is being canceled by people on you know on on both sides, and like, you know, and and then I read a, a, a really good quote from uh, uh, Betty Gilpin, right? The store, the yeah. star. Um, she said. Uh, it's the most meta series of events that could have transpired. In some ways, the movie theater is the last place we're going together. And in a red and blue world, I think we made a purple movie. And I totally agree. This is a wow. this is poking fun at both sides equally. I think. I think so too. And and I think yeah. if you're not, I think, <laughs> I think that just goes to show like just how intelligent and you know we are. Um, to be able to see that. Because <laughs> uh, the this, people who don't whole... find it funny are unable to, you know, <laughs> yeah. to take that higher yeah. plane of thinking and see that there is some absurdity in in a lot of this, right? You know, I don't... Right. There, it's no, just I, I, all over the place. No, I, I think... I what I, One of the things I love about this movie is it basically... It takes every premise, and it's like, <laughs> well, what if we play this out to its extreme, right? Exactly, you know? right. <laughs> and that's true of the violence, that's true of the entire premise of the story, that's true of the characters in it, you know. Um, uh, it's... Yeah, so it, that's, I think, why it's so much fun. And, it, and if you see that, and you think to yourself... I'm getting offended because I see myself to a certain degree in this character. Well then, you know, maybe you've got some self reflection to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's like, yeah. all right. So the first, I mean, I could jump in at any particular yeah. scene. I'm just going to do the first time they go to ma and pops, um, little corner store, uh, gas station. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this uh-huh. is the, the three characters are named Staten Island, which is the guy that owns, the gun owner, he wants all. He has like twelve guns. He says, uh, <laughs> "Why the do you character need called guns?" <laughs> yeah, Vanilla Nice, which is the guy I from know. Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> the character names in this whole movie are so. Oh, good. I know, and that's something we have to talk about because they really give them some awesome names. And then um, yeah. Mo- Mo- Molly, um, she I right. can't remember what her thing was, but it's anyway, like Big Red or something. Yeah, it is Big Red or, or yeah, it's Molly or Big Red. I can't. It's both, maybe. Um, but anyway, so, like, the guy is, like, you know, Staten Island is, like, the gun, the representative gun ownership. But so- somebody right. in there is about um, climate climate change or something like that. So, yeah. like, Mon no, Pop. Vanilla Nice. Vanilla Nice, right? Yeah. He, so, he's, like, the so, climate change denier. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's his sin, right? And... Yeah. Um, so what they do, of course, is mom and pop like poison and gas them, right? Right. <laughs> say, do you believe in climate change now or, or whatever? And it's like, I mean, that's hilarious. No, I mean, like, I know. 
No, like the the paw character leans over as oh, and this is what I love. Like he's they they throw some smoke canister out, right? That's like yep. poisoning the air, and they've all got gas masks on, and right. he's like using his foot to like kick the canister a little bit closer to his head, <laughs> and then just leans over and like right in his face and is like, for the record, asshole, climate change is real. <laughs> I mean, if you still think this is a serious movie and you take offense to the things that it's talking about when seeing that, I mean, you just don't. I don't know what to say. I don't know what, how to help you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I do not. I, there's yeah. no way I can help you um, if you're not going <laughs> to. So right. yeah, that's just one of those. Yeah. And, and you know, we we jump backwards at some point in the movie and we, we see, like, you know, why they picked each of these people to represent yeah. some sort of you know <laughs> yeah conspiracy or denial or right. whatever you know whatever right. whatever it is that bugs this side about the other side they're right i, I guess they pick a <laughs> you know billions of people who tweet and pose and use <laughs> use the internet they somehow get it down to these characters so um, yeah yeah yeah, I I really want to talk about that selection scene, but I would love to jump back to the intro because, um, you yeah, know, and not that you know the intro that's basically like you know the Hunger Games setup, right? They all kind yeah, of yeah, that's what it felt like, right? Yeah, the Hunger oh, Games, totally exactly. right. And there's this big clearing, and there's this big crate, and everyone's kind of stumbling out of the woods together. They've all got like gags in their mouths, so they can't talk. But um, the first time I watched this movie. And I know this was intentional, but it's like a masterful job of misdirection, right? You yep. Know, yep. You, the the you you open on Emma Roberts's character, whose name is Yoga Pants. Yoga Pants. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and you do get a glimpse of Betty Gilpin's character, Crystal, but only for a moment, right? And then you're like, okay, well, we're following Yoga Pants. Yeah, we're and, following Yoga Pants, and who? Are, yeah, we don't know who that is. And then, of course, she gets shot right in the head and is dead. Exactly. Yeah. And and then you know she's like this other guy. uh, I think his name is just Trucker. I I I had a hard time tracking him down, but you know he's he's a good looking, nice guy. He's kind of the one helping her. I think he's the big game hunter. Yeah, I think those. Yeah, things. that's right. Yeah, I think there's a picture so, of him with like an elephant or something. Like that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, and and he's made the relationship with her where he's sort of teaching yep. her how to use the gun, and and now exactly. it's like, oh, okay, so this is You're the main thinking, character. Right. Here's the protagonist. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you know he's got that great scene where he just steps on a landmine, and you see his eyes sort of close, and he's like, shit. And then I know, he's boom, just... boom, he's dead. Be- right. Because he was saving um, Dead Sexy, the character who fell into like the tiger pit. <laughs> the tiger pit with the stake. With this, yeah, she's so got, she's... She says, It's my birthday tomorrow. I was going to eat a whole pie. <laughs> oh my God. And then he's trying to help her out. And then, you know, yeah, the other guy after the landmine goes off, he comes back and, and, and he's like, let me get you out of there. She's got no yeah. torso, basically. Yeah, exactly. She's just <laughs> And she's like, shoot me, shoot me. And he's like, I'm not going like, to do that. And she's like, give me this gun, you snowflake. You snowflake. <laughs> shoot me. No, 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 I'm not going to shoot you. No, no, wait. No, no, no. Go, you fucking snowflake. Don't do it. Don't do it. 
which with, like yeah. the other thing is that we learned that you know the dude the Staten Island dude is like the gun anti gun control guy and he doesn't right. he doesn't yeah. shoot um, dead sexy as a <laughs> yeah as a merciful killing like yeah <laughs> what a snowflake but, right so. <laughs> yeah right right but then we're on to Staten Island right so th- it, this right movie so we does think, such a good jo- yeah, it, yeah it's like. Okay, now I know who my protagonist is. It's, I, I recognize him from other roles. So, okay, now it's him. We're going to follow him. Not him. He dies at the gas station. And then we get to Crystal. It's yes. it's just, it just, it does such a good job of completely disorienting you and making it so hilarious and fun the way that it does it, too. Yeah, because um, I think the, or if you look now, the, um, the movie poster, the image is of Crystal, the hunt. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was yeah. the pig. The pig was the one that they used right. as, the, mm-hmm. as the image. So you didn't know, you know that right? Who who our um, who our hero was, or what? Um, yeah, you know who 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 would be carrying the story at that point? <laughs> Betty Gilpin's, um, yeah. How she, you know, if this movie. <laughs> If she wasn't in it, I don't know if this oh. would have been carried off as brilliantly no. as it was. I She's mean, amazing. How come? Like, I only knew her from. Do you ever have you seen the um, Netflix series Glow? I've watched a little bit of it, so I know. Yeah, that, yeah, that that's what she, she was in. Yeah, she's things, she's but. yeah, she's like the main one of the main characters of it. So mm-hmm. I knew that she could do the action scenes, right? <laughs> and she's a good actress, but she combined mm-hmm. them too to make just a character that you <laughs> it's like Yeah. I don't know why wasn't she nominated for an Oscar? I'm serious. It was such yeah. a good It was it was she did such a great job in this movie. Um and I know. just like fascinated by how she figures things out and, and she's you know very good at the the fighting. It's believable in the sense like mm-hmm. yeah, she could probably like <laughs> It seemed like blow someone's head off if she had to. I, <laughs> I feel like half of this episode could easily be ta- taken up just talking about pr- her performance because I think it is truly incredible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the interviews I saw her give was when, um, uh, wasn't it Craig Zorbo? Is that the director? Zobel? Yeah. It's Craig Zorbo. Yeah, Zorbo. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. When he reached out to her, she was like, I don't think I'm a TV person. I don't think this is going to be, I don't think you know what you're asking. Right. You know, and (laughs) and she said she read the script and she was immediately like, I really need to do this. But like her heart also sank because she felt like there's no way I'm going to be allowed to do this. (laughs) Um, And. And she says, and then, and then there came up like scheduling conflicts between glow and this. And, and she said, she just really took it upon herself to, you know, talk to the execs on each side and try and work it out so she could play this role. And, um, oh, and, and, and what Craig (laughs) Zobel was saying when she was talking about, I'm a TV person is, is, was, he was like, no, 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 don't worry. We're going to cut the trailer with all of these like bigger name Hollywood folks but we're going to kill him off in the first five minutes. So she's like, Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, she's so, she's so good. I mean, yeah. Why isn't she in like tons of movies? I just don't get it. Like, she I maybe hope considers she herself. Is. Yeah. I mean, I think no. she is in something coming up, but 
Um, yeah. She's not in enough That's, movies. <laughs> no, she's not. And it's, it's one of the things that like, it, it's really a shame that this movie, you know, it, it's a shame that, you know, this movie kind of came out when it did and that it had right. some controversy around it that, you know, probably turned a number of people off from actually seeing it. Right. Um, and I hope that doesn't hurt her chances to get more roles because she, I, I, I couldn't take my eyes off her any moment that she was on the screen. Uh, she was incredibly compelling and <laughs> we really, we have to do like an entire segment just on her facial expressions and how, <laughs> how amazing she is to watch in this movie. No, I mean, she's just so incredible. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, I mean, even her, um, she's not from the South. She's like from New York or something. I know. Um, I think she grew up in Manhattan. In fact. Yeah. And I lived in Mississippi and she does uh-huh. a very convincing yeah. <laughs> Mississippi accent. It's like, that, that to me is impressive in and of itself because so many Southern accents, you know, like we go, <laughs> we, we go to Con Air and um, yeah. Nicholas Cage's <laughs> whatever the hell that was. Um, and that guy won an Oscar. And that was like atrocious. Wait. So, yeah, yeah Nicholas Cage won an Oscar, Oscar for Con Air. Well, well, not for Con Air. For oh, okay, uh, good. <laughs> really, no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, sure in my reality he did. Um, no, it was for that Vegas movie that he was a drunk guy. Oh yeah, that Leaving was, Las Vegas yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah, that's okay. so. Anyway, he's <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, her um. <laughs> the way she just when she's on the screen just dominates the film and you just you're just wanting to know what she I do I just that's yeah. the one thing about this movie the pacing is so good how they edited it oh because there's there's yep. nothing that seems wasted everything nope. counts um yep. you're not getting like restless thinking what the hell you know you're wanting yep. to it it mo- it's not a short movie I mean, it's not a long movie but it's like it's like the perfect length. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I, at one point, paused the movie to go, I don't know, get a glass of water, do something, and looked at the, 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 the time, and I was like, oh my God, we're 54 minutes in. And it did not feel like 54 minutes. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this movie yeah. just flies along, and you are never bored, and you are there's there are no points at which it lulls, and and I think it does a really great job as it sort of transitions from, you know, I had a hard time sort of figuring out like is this sort of a three act structure? It's a little bit all over the place. I'm not sure. It kind yeah, of I, and actually, I have an like idea that. about that. Um, okay. That that this this is this idea is uniquely mine, so I take full blame or credit <laughs> for it. All right. All right. I, there might be. I assume there's somebody out there who's probably seen it. Like to me, this is the best video game movie that was never a video game. Because <laughs> okay, it like you know it has like the boss scene. It has like you have to solve little puzzles, and you know there's a lot of like. Huh shooting and killing to get to uh-huh. the next <laughs> get to uh-huh. the next part i don't know it just flows like a to me like a yeah like a video game it was um it would make a good video game i think called the hunt but that, that's just that's just my thing about that yeah you're right about the there is no traditional you know three-act right. structure of the hero's journey or anything like that i mean yeah, because yeah. for one you're right. At the beginning, we're completely like, who's 
who, yeah, who are the who? Who's going to be our main character? Who's you know who's right. going to like drive right. the story along? And then mm-hmm. we do. We see that like one of the first pre- people we actually see besides you know there's yoga pants, and mm-hmm. then um, there's somebody off in the distance by the creek. Right. You see her name name tag. It says Crystal on it, and she pulls mm-hmm. the the pin off of it. Right. And what? Do you remember what she did? She like she. Oh, yeah. um, she made a compass, is what she did. Right, she rubbed right. it. She rubbed, She magnetized the needle mm-hmm. to make a compass. So you realize, you know, she's not stupid. This is somebody who's evidently can handle themselves in a really mm-hmm. weird situation. So she did what her instincts told her to do, which was to separate right. from the rest of those yahoos, <laughs> figure, yeah. figure out what's ha- what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, because she she walked into the gas station even without a gun. But her, right. obviously, she already knew that something was up. You know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like it was the yeah. the cigarettes that tipped her off. But I don't know if that's yeah. <laughs> so that was it or not? It doesn't it doesn't yeah. really matter. But yeah. So I mean, just sort of circling back for a moment to the you know the the pacing and and the movement and stuff. I mean, um, <clears throat> you know, even when we're cutting from you know we've been following the i guess i'll just say the red side you know crystal and all the people <laughs> right. kidnapped we've been following right. them and then you know it gets to that point where we cut to the folks in the bunker the liberal elites right um <laughs> right. and and none of that feels like it slows you down we're not bored like oh we, we've been pulled out of the action it's sort of a good little kind of like catch your breath but it's also very compelling and very funny and 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 all that so um but let's go back let's go back to what, where you were going with sort of crystal in the gas station. Cause this is it. I mean, it's, it's so much fun. Like, okay. So one of the things, one of the things about crystal is, you know, she from jump, right. Is always looking for where is the threat going to come from? Yep. You know, she is always sort of scanning for, what's going on uh you know what what clues can i get right so when she goes into that gas station and uh <clears throat> she buys those cigarettes and and you know and just the fact that the dollar amount that they charge is not what they would charge in <laughs> arkansas. arkansas and then like yeah and there's like no hesitation she like jumps over the counter <laughs> Just smashes like yeah, yeah. She smashes Ma's face and then, without even asking questions, blows Pa away. I know, I know. It's and then I mean, she's got such the great line and those crazy eyes when she looks down at Ma and she's like, "You fucked up, bitch." (laughs) Oh my god, it's so over the top. Yeah, and, and throughout her journey, it's like she doesn't yeah. really, she doesn't really care like why she's right. there or whatever. She's right. like, I got to get out. I don't give a shit what your beliefs right. are. I don't. Whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Um, my life's well, in danger, and I'm gonna figure out a way to get out of here. And I think you have to watch this movie with that same attitude because, like, <laughs> I mean. There are so many, like, there are, like, if you watch this movie sort of, like, from a 
critical, like, well, what's this character's motivation? Or, you know, <laughs> wait, how did that work? You know, you know, jumping ahead, you've got the guys on the on the train, and the one guy's like, oh, I've been embedded with the... Like, okay, right. none of this makes sense. And you've got the one no. guy who's like the embassy stand-in. None of that makes sense. There's no way that you could predict that they're going to get on this train, and so we need yeah. a guy there and all that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the... Yeah. <laughs> You have to turn your brain off, right, to that kind of thinking and just, like, go along for the ride. And that's sort of what she's doing is, like, why do you think they're doing this? She's like, I don't really care. Like, yeah, I'm I don't. Exactly. What, what difference does that make? I mean, right. <laughs> you're trying yeah. to kill me. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to know their philosophies. I just, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. who gives it? Um, yeah. yeah, so she is the, you know, perf- perfectly placed to be... Yeah the one who moves the action along because she is mm-hmm. yeah like just um like what do we know about her like nothing really i nothing. mean we really don't i mean no. like but yet we totally care what happens to her we have no like you know yeah like we've talked I mean, about we've... it before like they build these elaborate backstories sometimes on characters to make you know, <laughs> sympathize with their plight yeah. and, you know that she you know um but that's not it... important <laughs> It's, it's 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 not it's funny it's like most of the other characters in the movie i feel like have the very sort of super superficial kind of one-dimensional caricature type backstory oh you're the yeah. right-wing blogger you're the gun enthusiast you're the climate denier you know um and you're the like you know uh i powered you know leftist elite you know establishment person you know and she doesn't have any of that like all we learn eventually is that she was in the military but that's basically all we learn about her yeah and 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 actually in the this this type of movie like because i it's to me it's not an action movie it's it's Mm -hmm. a political satire that happens to have action elements in it Mm -hmm. for satire you really don't need it you know for it to work properly because the the idea is to paint broad strokes right to make caricatures Mm-hmm. Out of in ideas and important ideas, um, I think right. that's and so people, well, yeah, who would get bogged down are missing, <laughs> are really missing the point of like what right. what the purpose of these things are. Yeah, because if you developed a whole backstory for any of these characters, you know, then you would have to dip down into do I agree or disagree or do I understand is the movie trying to make, make a point about their circumstances or their upbringing or why they yeah, feel ex- this way. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Cause and that was not what, about that. No. Cause that would, um, yeah, for one, just totally drag down the story in its movement, but also <laughs> it's not necessary for the, for the, for the, <laughs> for the telling of this, of this tale. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> this movie is basically like if, Twitter arguments had firearms, you know, because it's, it's that superficial in like what you know about the other person. Right. And precisely. And you make all these assumptions about them and who they are. And you're like, well, that's well, exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what, yeah, I think that's what this, this is trying to highlight the fact that yes, we make all right. these assumptions. Like yeah. you're, you're for this. So that means right. you're about all these other things. You know, there's, yeah, right, you know, right, and that, right. and that's what mm-hmm. they're, you know, and that's what they're showing on both sides. It's not like I think like the elites come off as being like, the, 
just nothing but a bunch of arrogant assholes and just so oh my there's they are so like out of touch with reality about the like like the scene where we get introduced to that I don't know. He's like a total dick. He's like talking, just trying to impress the the steward, <laughs> on the, the plane. The, yeah, like the flight attendant lady. Oh my Like God. about his knowledge of caviar. Yeah, and, and champagne. rare champagne found in the bottom of the ocean. Right? Like, oh my God, <laughs> it's I, so great. The, the note, the note I wrote down is like, please don't be rude to service people. Don't try and screw with them. Don't joke with them. <laughs> Their job is hard enough, right? And yeah, to deal you're with just like eggs all day. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Right. The other thing too is like, and I think this is so funny in the movie, and I think it really reflects. Like, okay, um, there there is so much. Uh, effort that I think people who are trying to be sort of like woke or open or, or understanding or allies or whatnot, you know, you know, we go through all of these sort of like mental gymnastic, you know, uh, things to try and be like, Oh, I'm demonstrating my understanding or respect or I'm listening or whatnot. You <laughs> right. know? And, yeah. um, uh, and I think, <laughs> and you find yourself tied up in like, what's the right thing to say? Is it okay to say my, where am I, where are my blind spots? And, and this movie highlights that so well with like the, the scene with Ma and Pa in the gas uh, station. I was, is so I was good. just thinking of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, she's <laughs> he, where, where Pa is like, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ma comes out and it's like, Oh, he had a wedding ring. Yeah. <laughs> Pa's like, he, he's, he's probably a racist. He probably uses the N word on Twitter, you know? Yeah, exactly. Not even like, like, right. In private. (laughs) Yeah. Not even in private. And then he's like, you know, those people have gone through 400 years of oppression. And then I was like, those people, those people. (laughs) And then they have to go that whole, yeah. That argument about, um, like he says they, they, NPR said it's okay to use the term blacks. I know. It's like, like, it's okay to call them black again. Yeah, and like, well, who makes up NPR? And he's like, oh, like. <laughs> That's, yeah. And then, like, the last line in that exchange is him saying something like, we're, we're the absolute worst, right? <laughs> After he's dragging the body into the yeah. freezer. And they're cleaning up the blood on the floor. And they're talking about words. And... Like oh, how man. could yeah? I mean, it's like I laughed so hard at that exchange. It was so true, I though. I mean, it is the, the thing is. I think we both know people who are on both sides. You know, I don't. Yeah. It's you know, <laughs> I I don't know exactly. Like uh, I vary. Uh, you know, I lean maybe one way more than the other. Um, but there's people on that extremes. Like I just can't. Yeah. I, I can't talk to right yeah um, be, because they're so dug in um right. that it's it beco- it becomes almost like um yeah where it's impossible it feels like it is impossible to have intelligent dialogue about serious things anymore really yeah i, I mean and i and i think that's what's fun about this movie is it it really highlights that the amount of the amount of time that 
the you know the the liberal elites on the in this movie spend just you know just uh uh, uh um you know internal conflict about what to say and how to say it and right. you know yes and that scene where they're selecting you know who's going to who their victims are going to be and and the slide flips to a black person and they're like oh no we can't do yeah, that. and we the can't. other guys like well i think we need equal representation you know it's like <laughs> but <laughs> but no i i think it's an i think it <laughs> i think this movie came out exactly at the right time and i think everyone in the in america should see it because i think you know it is a weird awkward time and and like where i am internally conflicted is on the one hand i think like you know i certainly don't want to be come down on the side of like the status quo is fine and everyone needs right. to just like like loosen up and not be yeah. so uptight yeah, no. because like right you know people have been s- seriously you know oppressed and impacted and 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 that mindset has been part of what's used to perpetuate that on the other side like you know how far in the other direction does the pendulum swing and does that block actual connection at sort of a human level where people on of differing opinions can come together and have a conversation without yeah the fear of being labeled a racist which is the worst thing that you can say to someone right now you know yeah no i mean what what what's happened is that the this atmosphere that we live in Mm -hmm. in our society um, where it is, it's, it's dehumanized mm-hmm. people to just sets of ideas, right? That right. you basically mm-hmm. are comprised of your ideas. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and maybe we've always thought that was true. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's just human nature that leads us down that path, but it's become, I mean, the term polarized is thrown around so much, right. you know, like, yeah. You know, I mean, we know what that means, but it's it's even that can be <laughs> a dehumanizing statement if we just want to go into f- philosophical circles here. But um, <laughs> yeah, because you you start like that's why, in my opinion, this movie takes that idea to this most preposterous conclusion, which is well, yeah, we have to right. then kill someone who believes this. <laughs> that's the right. only way to solve it, or whatever. You know, because of something they said on Twitter, right? Yeah, and that's you what know. and that's what great satire does. It's like, well, let's take one more step and see what that looks like. And you because, know. like, they argue that, oh, you know, we were just joking around, right? You know, it was a, you know, yeah. we were, and it slipped out, and and the, you know, of course, they're being judged for their actions too, for making, you yeah. know, light of killing people and having. <laughs> Having a, having a place to do it. There's a, um, there's a guy that he's a, uh, uh, professor and a podcaster. He has a, uh, linguistics podcast called Lexicon Valley. He's uh, a mm-hmm. guy named John McWhorter. Um, cool. and he talks about some of this stuff, um, and the sort of, oversensitivity around words and language. He actually, he actually just released a book called, I think nine nasty words where he talks about Hmm. sort of the progression of profanity. Um, and yeah, and talks about, you know, uh, it used to be about 
religious things. So blasphemy, those are the truly profane words. And then it moved into things around body and sex. and, and, And that was the profanity. And now the body and sex stuff, it's like, you can bandy these words around. Uh, but now it's about people and identities and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and thing mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. And those are now the off limit things. Anyway, he's just got some interesting, um, perspectives on, on some of this stuff. And I think he does take more of the side of like, we are limiting our ability to have these conversations and that some of the, uh, extreme wokeness is almost I guess not to put words in his mouth, but what he said is he, he takes it as an offense because he feels infantil infantilized by it. Like what hmm. minorities don't have the ability to stand up. So anyway, I don't want to like necessarily sit here and say like he's totally right. And I've actually been, <laughs> I actually really want to hear a debate between him and someone on the other side. Cause I really don't, yeah. I don't know where to stand in this, but <laughs> it's an, it, you know, it's just an interesting perspective. And I, and I think, you know, I guess at the end of the day, like what I really love about this movie is that it kind of, it just shows some of the absurdity in, you know, <clears throat> each side and kind of, and where we're at. No, and, and maybe that's why this, I mean, one of the reasons maybe went under the radar is that there, <laughs> there isn't a lot of people who are, maybe there's less purple people. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's somebody who's. You know, yeah. if they're not, if they seriously aren't willing to laugh at themselves, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not, it's not going to work. I mean, yeah, man, if the majority of people in this country aren't willing to laugh at themselves, then we are in a rough place. <laughs> we, 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 we are screwed. That's a depressing thought. So I don't want to, I don't want to think about it. Because <laughs> human beings are ridiculous. We're so dumb. Precisely. You know? Why can't like. That's why. All right, th- I think that's a good segue to something I wanted. It's it's that it it's it comes up in the movie, so you can't avoid yeah. it. It's the, it's the references to Animal Farm, uh, George Orwell's. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, the pig yeah. is uh-huh. called Orwell. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He, he shot made, Orwell. <laughs> like you named the pig. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. It, um, you know, I'm not an expert on Animal Farm, but I have read it, and um, yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's a satirical novella. Mm-hmm. Mostly, you know, it's it's taking a look at communism and the whole history of the, you know, yeah. the early 20th century Russia, right, or Soviet Union. Yeah, I mean, even the, no, so, it's... like, there are definitely references in the movie to that, like, right, ma- the manor, right, is the manor yeah. farm from Animal right. Farm. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. several of the characters are named after um you know pe- people <laughs> animals in the in the in the story mm-hmm. um crystal herself which i'd like mm-hmm. some that, that's kind of an interesting point too that i'd like to bring up later but yeah so mm-hmm. um what I, what i found out at the end of the movie was like how the elites totally misunderstood the satirical point of Animal Farm, because <laughs> yeah. clearly she didn't understand it either. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. She totally missed the point um, yeah. of like what what is what happened in that book because 
at the end of Animal Farm, the mm-hmm. the the humans and the pigs are basically acting identical, even though they were mm. you know polarized opposites in this war. Right. At at the end, when they're combined and they're playing cards, and the Ace of Spades comes down for both for both for both um, Napoleon and I can't remember who the, he was playing against. They find out they're both cheating at cards, <laughs> and you and you end the and you conclude that yes, they're the same. They mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're equally as corrupt and crazy, you know. And that's kind of what Orwell leaves you with in the, his mm-hmm. this this again a political satire of the situation. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what this I think that's the hook that it has to Animal yeah. Farm is is that at the end of the day you look at these two sides and they're both like. You know, really, not that we don't have political beliefs, but if one says that they're that much different than the other, that's just not true. Right. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like they're both making the sort of same fundamental, like critical thinking flaws, right? In, <laughs> you know, in assuming that like, I have all the information and they don't. Right. And, you know, and, and the fact that they said this means X and, and I have the right facts and, and. You know, it's like, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's, there's no visibility or not. There's no self-awareness, right. Of the like, oh, I'm falling into the same pitfalls that I would point out and criticize on, on the other side. Right. And, um, yeah. Well, most, yeah. I mean, most people who have beliefs think their beliefs are right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If this is what I believe, I'm assuming I'm right. And people who don't agree with me are wrong. You know, that's kind of how we live, live life. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's the unexamined beliefs that are the most, (laughs) the most dangerous. And, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's obviously been going on forever. I mean, political satire is not a new thing. I mean, it goes all the way back (laughs) to to the, to the Taft administration where we see some of the sharp, the sharpest political satire. Um, (laughs) I want, I want to see like, I want like the, um, early, like, cave paintings that are like satirizing oh, yeah. you know the the, like, the tribal yes. leader and his policies yeah, like ogs a mastodon you know and like they're just like yeah i feel like gary larson mock. must have some uh some cartoons that show that he yeah was that's a good a point i bet caveman i bet we could find something yeah no i actually looked yeah. up some old political satire of uh, president taft and it's not that funny actually <laughs> maybe not all maybe not all political satire is equally good well i don't know maybe you just had to be living the time to get all the context well, and cultural references yeah and that's what i wonder too even about i think this movie is timely but i wouldn't call yeah. it timeless in the sense oh, like agree. like who's gonna know 10 years from now who the deplorables were you know what i mean yeah. or, yep. or what yep. this was all yep. about it's not gonna right. track it's not gonna be right. as it's not going to be as funny as it is today. I agree. Um, I mean, ho- hopefully there are less like QAnon conspiracy theorists, you know, 10 yeah. years from now that, you know, right. <laughs> which is another thing that's so funny. They're like, don't you know what this is? This is Mannergate. You know? <laughs> Mannergate. It's like, yeah. we have a gate for something else now. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the whole Mannergate thing? Because I really question. So I, I understand like, the movie kind of sets this up. It, it This is another 
misdirection that it does, which I think is fun, right? Which is like it opens with that text thread. Right. Um, and by the way, one of my notes was like, I hate being on group texts. Because <laughs> it's just like my <laughs> phone is buzzing 30 times in about 30 seconds, you know? But anyway, uh, um, you know, and so the first time through you're seeing this is like, oh, we're going to go out to the manor and hunt the deplorables and everyone's like, right. don't say that on thread and whatnot. And then, yeah. you know, when we get to the end, she's, or, or not the end, but the middle where she's being, you know, Hillary Swank's character, Athena is Athena being Stone. sort of let, yeah, let go from her company because of right. this. Yes. She's like, it's just a joke. It's not real, but like, right. Um, and this is another one of those, maybe I just need to turn my brain off and not think too hard about it, but I was kind of on the edge or on the fence about, you know, how much of it was a joke or real. I guess, hmm. I guess it was, it's just, you know, it's, it, it is very difficult to believe. And again, I'm doing, I'm breaking my own <laughs> rule by leaving my brain on. It is very difficult to believe that a group of leftist elites joking about a thing that then gets turned into, into uh, a, a conspiracy theory and a gate right then decide to do the thing that they joked about yeah and you know um anyway is, i you know the first time through i was sort of thinking like is it really a joke or were they already doing right. this and, and that kind of thing so anyway i think i come back to that's just this it's a beautiful irony because <laughs> there's the discussion between crystal and athena you know in the kitchen right. And she, you know, Athena accused her, like, you caused this. Right, right, yeah. Because she was like, aren't you, like, aren't you doing this? <laughs> like, aren't yeah, you, didn't you actually <laughs> get was... a manor and hunt people? <laughs> She's like, it's not a manor, it's a house I rented <laughs> house. and then had decorated. <laughs> and then had decorated. Oh, it was such a funny scene, and it was it, and it was like Crystal is 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 so good in that moment, coming just back, like not getting sucked into the politics, just being like, right, but 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 you're doing it. <laughs> but this so yeah, I mean, she's our reality doing. check to these crazy right. people's worldview, right? That yeah, yeah, that they yeah. would get, that they would conclude that you know, because they all like. Their motivations, they all lost their careers or whatever. And right, they comment right. like, yeah, where's such and such? Where's Liberty? Well, she's in therapy right now. <laughs> you know, like, they're, all, they're all dealing with this crushing life changing. They've all been canceled. Yeah. So exactly. They're going to cancel some some rednecks, as they call them. Right. You know, and they, they show in the background, like Athena, she's like hitting a punching bag while they're watching. Yeah. The, yeah. They're, they're watching these the things and they're show. picking their lineup right um, right yeah that that again yeah. was handled really well like to get mm -hmm. just to kind of get some perspective of like we got just enough i think to move the story along i didn't we didn't yeah we didn't need to go really i felt as an yeah. audience in depth of anything else because it's all of it yeah. is so preposterous and stupid Right, right. I, I think I think that's the part where my brain kicked in a little bit uh, about no, like, wait that's a minute, your, you know, and that's see, your I know that was my that was my problem, you know. <laughs> your first Some, <laughs> somehow the premise of uh, uh, liberals <laughs> kidnapping uh, right wing extremists and bringing them out to the wilderness to hunt them down that was a premise I could accept, but 
the fact that it was a joke that they made real wasn't quite believable enough, I guess. <laughs> Chris, what what was sort of your key scene in this in this movie? So there there was a couple there was a couple I thought would you know in a major way developed yeah the theme of the movie or um, was telling about a character or you know mm-hmm. or something it, you know what the scene just seemed to have more weight than other parts of the movie um, mm-hmm. but still involved in the plot and. Right. I think the key the key scene for me was the story of the jackrabbit versus the box turtle discussion. Okay, all right, is, this is will that, be interesting. That, yes, I don't know if you that's what you <laughs> thought it's, I would choose, but it is not. But I am so <laughs> glad that you chose that because I have questions. So go on. Yeah, because it's um, you know they had just. <laughs> so the the setup to that scene was they're supposedly escaping with um right. the the right. foe envoy from um the uh embassy right right and mm-hmm. she, she just kicked him <laughs> out of the car and uh, then runs over his head yeah <laughs> can can i can we pause just for a moment right there because of course this is another moment where her physical acting and her facial expressions are so good when she just starts to get a hint that this guy is not on the up and up and you just see this amazing expression over her face and you know that like she's considering you know and then she just like grabs the little hand rest and just yep and she just goes around just kicks him out it's so well done like what is she and then it's like okay yeah Cause yeah, I mean, cause still, I mean, at that point in the movie, I honestly I didn't know it was this. You know, yeah. obviously, you know, we're all suspicious of everyone at this point, but I didn't yeah. know if this was a real guy or not. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, she, in the you know, um, Don, Don, she's like, "Are you crazy, woman?" And yeah, she opens the tr- trunk, and then there's a knife mm-hmm. in. Um, is it Gary? In, was that Gary? That's yeah, that's Gary. One of the other great. Uh, <laughs> Casting names his he's billed as shut the fuck up, Gary. <laughs> and by the way, I I just sorry, but like I was trying to re- figure out like where do I know that actor from? And he was in American History X. He was like the friend of um, oh. uh, Ed Norton. Um, the, oh really? Like, the neo Nazi guy? Yeah, he's the guy driving the van. He's he's way more heavy set in. Uh, American History X than he is here, and I, apparently he's yeah. done some sort of like weight loss show. Even like I think he's got a <laughs> podcast about it. Anyway, super wow. side note. But I was like, God, I know that guy. Who is that? Oh, it's that guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Crystal then goes into this. Well, I think um, Don Astor is like, how'd you know he was lying? She's like, I figure everyone's lying, right? Right, right. And then she wants to go back. Um, she mm-hmm. they, she doesn't want to get away. She wants to, right. she wants you know to have. Which is her... what Don is suggesting, right? Yes, yeah. Don's Let's just like, get out of here. Got a car. Let's just go, right? Yeah. And she's like, nope. And <laughs> um, my, you know, my mama used to tell me the story, and then she talked. It's the <laughs> it's a version of yeah. the the tortoise and the hare, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a version, you know, to 
I'll just par- paraphrase the jackrabbit versus the box turtle. It starts out very much yeah. <laughs> like the 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 one we're familiar with from um, yeah, like Greek mythology or whatever. It's, uh-huh. it's a fable about yeah. never giving yeah. up and trying hard, and you know how that mm-hmm. will work out. And so yeah, so the you know box turtle wins the day. Goes back to his turtle house and tells his family, you know how <laughs> how, how great it was, and tells his <laughs> his little turtle children like. You know, just just don't give up. And then the jackrabbit comes back and with a hammer and in front in front of in front of him kills his children and his family, and then him, and then eats his dinner. Right, That's right. He eats every last bite. <laughs> and, like, and so and then she and she pulls a knife out of um, shut the fuck up, Gary's. Head, it, yeah. it, like Don says, two things that just cracked me. It was like your, your mama told you that story. I know, I know. <laughs> and I then like, it. well, which are we? Are we the? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's a good point because at that point you're like, I don't know <laughs> which one yeah. is she referring to. Yeah. And that I think is is I think that's like yeah, which that is that's perfectly encapsulates. Which one is Crystal? Is she the tortoise or is she the hare? Is, is it right. what you know? Who's who in this war is the tortoise right. and who's the hare? Right. Um, or I, the jackrabbit, the box turtle versus yeah. jackrabbit. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I had a, I had a couple of thoughts here. First of all, I think that the way she tells it is incredibly <laughs> done. Oh, oh um, I know. And I think that just the subtle change of from tortoise and hare to jackrabbit and box turtle is really effective in, you know, uh, it's a little bit more specific. Uh, yes, yeah. it feels a little bit new. Um, I love Don's expression as she's telling the story where <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's like into it, you know? And yeah, it's he's like, really excited. You, know? you can tell he's like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and you know, as if it's not a story that every goddamn child has heard, you know, growing up in, right. You know, yeah. Like... <laughs> he's like, Ooh, what happens next? You know? Um, <laughs> but that said, I want to know more about, you know, why this is the key scene for you. Because uh, honestly, the first time I saw it, because it does feel so uh, ambiguous, like who's who in this. And then you see the jackrabbit at the end of the movie. At the end, right. You know, Crystal to get up and and heal herself or whatever. Yeah. But I really felt like this scene wasn't necessary. So... Yeah, and that's that's why I thought it was the, it was the key scene because it, it it seems like so it seems so random. Like, why is she yeah. telling the story? Like, well, yeah. yeah, for one, it goes to the end. I mean, it's kind of foreshadowing to the end of the movie. She is the jackrabbit, as we find out, because <laughs> she sees the jackrabbit, then she gets up, eats Athena's grilled cheese sandwich that that's she true. made specifically with the right cheese and that, all that bullshit. Oh man, I did not pick up on that you're so right that's a really yeah good observation so that did not i think that's how it you know so to me it wasn't the middle to me the middle ground one it was not Mm -hmm. um it wasn't the elites it wasn't you know it it, it was like she she got to eat (laughs) 
She got to eat she, the sandwich. She got to <laughs> eat just, that sandwich with Gruyere, not yeah. cheddar, <laughs> not American. It's Gruyere. Precisely, which is again one of those beautiful little details yeah. that it just uh-huh. tells you everything you need to know about Athena yeah. Stone and like her uh-huh. weird world that she inhabits. <laughs> you know, most people think that you should use cheddar and a grilled cheese. But I use Gruyere. Nothing else has that kind of melt. Like even when they um this is not about the jackrabbit, but like she like <laughs> Crystal throws that bottle of champagne and like She um, catches it. She catches it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I I didn't catch that. I've I've watched this movie three times now. I watched it twice for this podcast and the one time that I I didn't right. catch that until just today when I was rewatching parts of it. Um, oh right, where she caught that champagne. And I was like, "Oh my champagne. god, she caught the champagne." And <laughs> then so uh, yeah, Crystal opens it on the airplane and shares it yeah. with uh yeah, right. the the girl who's the the, the flight stewardess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, flight attendant, right. Um yeah. So that's like it it is the key scene not necessarily um to me it captures thematically the movie in a sense. Yeah. And and well, and the vagueness of like well who's right? Yeah, who, who, because who, who who wins in this war? Yeah, I mean because I think the other way to think about, you know, who's the box turtle and who's the jackrabbit is like to a certain extent the elites are the jackrabbit because they always yeah win right and this idea that like well with hard work and perseverance you know you'll come out on top it's like well right. only if the jackrabbit takes a, a nap you know and like <laughs> uh and, you know and the jackrabbit coming in and like you know <laughs> beating the family to pieces <laughs> you know it feels like it fits the the liberal kind of elite characters more it so does. than the right wing so it's just it i i think i guess you know I think your point about it adds to the vagan vagueness of who's who and who's right and what's up and what's down. Um, and maybe to your point, like that's why it's, it sets the mood overall. Um, and this movie isn't trying to answer any of those, right. It's just like, let's just dump all this stuff out here. Right. Yeah. Um, in, in the sense I, yeah, I think each side would think of themselves, okay, we're the ones who do all the hard work and somebody comes right. in and like messes it all up. Right. Yeah. Or feeds. I mean, I think, I think whatnot. each side, this is what's interesting to me about what <laughs> these times we live in. It's like both sides feel like they're the ones losing that they're oppressed. You know what I mean? I know. I know. Like we're on the, you know, the other group is in charge of the <sighs> discourse and the politics yeah. and everything. And right. we're the oppressed ones. And I know it's, you know, it's sometimes I could say, yeah, I see what you're saying. And then sometimes I think like, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm on board yeah. with you on that one. Um, it's there's sometimes May- they're both true and sometimes neither. Yeah, I mean, maybe this scene is Crystal deciding which she's going to be versus, you know, <laughs> the world true. telling her which she is, right? She's like, you know, it's time to be the jackrabbit. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we don't, because, like, Athena's whole backstory for Crystal is the kind of, like, the M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> moment of the movie, where it's like, gotcha, uh, you got the wrong 
girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And when they are lying there on the floor, both, you know, effectively dying. Yeah. When Hillary Swank, you know, uh, Athena rolls over and is like, I. I I wasn't wrong, right? You are the uh, freedom for y'all, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. And she's like, and she's just like, no, ma'am. And <laughs> just like, her last words before she shuffles off her mortal coil is, whoopsie. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Because I thought, I thought the first time I saw it, like, oh, she's going to say, yeah, I am that. But no. Yeah. She's like, no, you, no. Were, you were wrong all along. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is. It's just perfect, and I like it too that she's mm-hmm. she she lets her tell her whole, that whole story right. She doesn't she doesn't um, interrupt Athena when she's like giving Crystal her life story right. Right, right, right. And she's like, well, I gotta tell you, you got the wrong Crystal. She's like, I didn't want to interrupt you doing your um, <laughs> soliloquy your, or whatever she says. Yeah, like your she goes like your grilled cheese. Story, oh, yeah, or whatever yeah. She's... yeah, that's right. Your grilled cheese story. <laughs> oh my god! Your ni- yeah, it's like your nice little grilled cheese speech. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is which is so. I mean, you feel like you just know Crystal. Like that's exactly what Crystal would say in that situation. <laughs> yeah. I thought the scene that you were gonna call out is uh-huh. the scene after. Um, it's the moment between Crystal and, uh, Sergeant Dale, right? The military consultant that that actually was brought in one of the candidates. Yes. Yeah. And you know, they've, they've, they've killed all the elites in the bunker and, you know, Don has been revealed to be a traitor, although was he not sure, but yeah, doesn't matter. Not sure. Um, you know, and (laughs) And you know she's Don. kicked, she's she's beat the hell out of Sergeant Dale. She's shot him and she's hit him with a pipe, and he's lying on the ground. Um, and there's so many great parts to the. Uh, oh God, there's so many. There's so many things I want to talk about in this scene. But yeah, the we, point. Yes. The point being, like she's um, she's talking about her life, right? And he's sort of like you know. He's also, I think, echoing in that moment, like, why don't you just get out of here? And this yeah, is another yeah. amazing acting job uh, by uh, Betty Gilpin where, you know, she's like, you know, most of my day I work at a car rental. And she does that little nonverbal. She's like, and most of the time I'm like, uh, and know? she's like, oh, I know. Like, yeah, it's so, like, you know, exactly, <laughs> you know, that she has to deal with stupid people in the public and is like basically holding it together and then you know she's like i figure maybe this is a time for me to go uh you know which is sort of like saying like act out what i always want to do yeah in this because terrible service industry that i'm in you know all right here i have to i i just can't all right i have to interject here because okay <laughs> this 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 is a this is like a telling part of that story right it's yeah, um yeah so, you know, when we see the wall of all the pictures of all the people that they've chosen, right? Uh-huh. So they're all like, you know, there's one guy who's sitting in front of a, you know, a big game hunter and the, somebody's mm-hmm. obviously doing a podcast. Do you remember yeah. what, um, Chris, what, what they show in Crystal's picture? No. <laughs> all right. So Crystal is obviously sitting behind the desk at her car rental job, right? And you just see mm-hmm. a picture of someone's hand giving her the middle finger. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, I remember that. That's the picture that they used for her. So when she's telling that story, yeah, like somebody's flipping her off, right? Yeah. Like she, yeah. And she's just kind of sitting there like, Ugh. Um, yeah. So you told, yeah, you're right. Like when she just makes that little like, mm, like, yeah, like that's great dialogue. I mean, it's it's it, great. It is. I, I I watched an interview with um oh gosh what's the writer's name uh, one of the writers um, what's well, Damon um yeah Linda uh yeah right right so I watched an interview with um him and um uh, Betty Gilpin and they were asked was that in the script and it was not that was her doing Perfect. that was her yes. idea and that's awesome the, what what Damon said was. As soon as I saw it, I was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and retire now because this, <laughs> this does so much more than I could have said with words. Like, you know, words totally. get in the way and she just made this choice um, and it was so perfect for that that moment. Um, so I wondered about yeah. that. Yeah. If that was like just her as an actress um, it, ad- it, ad-libbing, it, taking on the role. Yeah, it, it was. Um, and... One of the things that I, that she talked about a lot is, you know, she would always get, you know, these sort of TV roles of being like sort of the supportive wife, like I'm holding a basket of laundry or I'm sitting in the kitchen in a cardigan or I'm, you know, and I'm being sort of the supportive, you know, uh, wife to, uh, you know, a husband who's got to go out and do something extreme or whatever, you know, um, and she was saying how, like, sometimes in, in roles or whatnot, you know, she'd make what she would call a weird choice, you know? And then, you know, the director mm. would be like, all right, that was interesting. Let's go back and try it the other way, you know? And in this uh, movie, uh-huh. in, in this movie, she just felt so much, like, freedom to be as weird as she wanted to be. And, like, I think that comes through. And those are all of the parts that I love so much in her performance where you know, her expressions and the way that she plays it and all that kind of stuff there. I, I feel like so much of those are her choices and that they work really, really well. Um, and that's one of them, you know, and I think one of the more powerful scenes in the movie. Okay. So I have, I guess two key scenes then, right? So you convinced mm-hmm. me that. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is a key scene too alright so I, I want to amend my initial one because that that little discussion on the steps there where yeah. Dale is Sergeant Dale I think those are mm-hmm. the guys Sergeant he, Dale which I love because they said well didn't he do a movie and he was like yeah Tears of the Sun or whatever <laughs> which is a real movie which is I strange, know which is such a strange movie to pick that the that oh. must be an inside joke for somebody because it was so I, random i think i think so too because it's so funny that that came up for me because i i remember that movie and i remember watching the action in that movie and feeling like this is dumb and ridiculous (laughs) like like there's a this is and i have like had to go back on youtube because i am certainly not going to re-rent this heaping pile of garbage but um uh there's an action scene where the <laughs> the special forces guys led by Bruce Willis they're trying to yeah, get this yeah. you know Monica Monica Bellucci I think I can't remember the actress in it they're trying to get her to safety Boy, or something I, I, yeah I don't remember yeah and they get they get ambushed and like <laughs> they get ambushed and like 
half of the Marines or, or Special Forces guys like start walking towards the opposition, <laughs> just firing blindly. <laughs> and then they like dive down into the grass and then the next half get up and walk, you know, past. So it it's it was so funny to me. It stood out because it's like this idea of like, w- you know, one set setting down like covering fire while the other moves and then, you know, they yeah. go down. But it's done so dumb. They're just walking upright shooting blindly and so so the fact that that movie was referenced as the one that he consulted on was so funny to me and then you know i never knew that yeah i yeah (laughs) Uh, it's not a good movie no and then like his explanation well bruce willis was in it and they're all like oh yeah bruce willis is all right (laughs) oh (laughs) i got a pass right yeah i love the guy who's like Tears in the sun, really? That's what it's called. Is like the sun crying. <laughs> the sun is crying. Like, you know? Yeah. Well, and and not only that, but then you get you get again in that conversation between Crystal and Sergeant Dale. You know, she's like, he. I think he asks her first, like, "Are you in, were you in the service?" And that's where we learn. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "I was in Afghanistan." Yeah, Af- and, and Af- Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, and then she asks him, "Are what about you?" Uh, National Guard. <laughs> Yeah, so now, yeah, so then it, exactly that all clicks, like, okay. Uh-huh. It was, it was, um, yeah, it, she was going to the... win that fight, yeah. But oh, I mean, yeah, no, it's... It was inevitable that she would kick his ass. <laughs> it's um, such the and then, and then, muscle, right? but, but how it ends, I think, is, <laughs> I laughed out loud. She's like, well, thank you for your service. <laughs> just shoots him. <laughs> shoots him in the face. <laughs> Oh my god! Which and again, <laughs> she shows no partiality to these people. No. Are a threat to her, and she's and, gonna have. And then, she's gonna yeah. finish them. And then there's you know before we get to that right when she's doing the ambush on everyone, there's the Liberty character right is like oh, yeah. lying there wounded, and Don is like, wait, you can't shoot her. She's a woman. And yeah, <laughs> and, and Crystal says to Liberty, "Hey, Miss." Do you think you should be afforded mercy just because you're a girl? No. What the fuck is wrong? Oh man. <laughs> no, they um, yeah, like so many times, like <laughs> you wonder about that in movies. They have like these long discussions, or you know, like somebody's considering whether or not to shoot someone yeah. in a movie, right? right. They- mm-hmm. <laughs> Crystal never hesitates. She's nope. t- I don't want nope. to hear anything you have to say. I will <laughs> just she's just cleaning up the mess, right? Yeah. Cuz this is a movie that in it's the kind of movie that could have just failed miserably, right? I mean, it could have Oh yeah. um it could have been executed poorly. It could have been just um a parody of itself almost where it's uh-huh. not and and this one it's it's funny because it's I think the, the the violence lends to the the humor right I mean that's part it, of the whole experience. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I think you have to watch this movie in a certain mindset, right? <laughs> that's and, for sure. Yeah, and and it's not it's not like a B movie, right? You're not sitting no. in here being like, oh, I'm going to watch this thing that is terrible, right? Because it's it's really good, but. You know, it's it's absurd, and you have to know that it's absurd, or at least be open to the fact that it's absurd. And if you can sit there, like I said, like we said, turn your brain off, 
it's so funny. Like, and you know, you see people get just like blown up with grenades. There's, there's one part where early on in the opening where yeah. the guy steps on the mine, right. And the right. woman who was originally impaled in the pit gets thrown she back into the backwards pit. to the pit. Uh, you see, you see her legs flying through the air. Like it's so over the top, right? But, or how about when, um, all right. So the guy who's, um, becomes like target practice just shot full of arrows right yeah and yeah. he's he's lying on the ground and they throw a grenade and they're waiting for it to go off and they're like you gotta pull the pin so they throw another one yeah <laughs> like, which I know. again shows the ineptitude of these hunters right like, <laughs> right, they don't, right right they're not exactly expert killers but they do it without any like yeah morals i mean essentially right. like that they have no problem like just yeah doing this and they're totally inept at it i mean that's yeah. in itself is a is a funny concept in a way but, um, <laughs> if if anyone can't see that this is you know satire and comedy and and whatnot i mean all of those it, it, anyone who chooses to look at those things as being um like a movie trying to be serious but doing it bad i mean you're just right way so far off the mark and completely <laughs> missing it right we should at least talk a little bit about the end scene with uh, Crystal and um, Athena, Hilary Swank's character, the fight scene between them. You know, it's preceded by these speeches that we've kind of talked about, right? And <laughs> right. then it's just like them beating the shit out of each other for, you know, a few minutes. Yeah, like, even in, like a long fight scene, really. Yeah, and even in that, there is so there are so many fun little moments right where there's <laughs> i laughed so hard they've been like throwing each other through glass windows you know <laughs> and then like like crystal's about to throw athena back through another door and she's like wait 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 she's like no more glass <laughs> and she's no like more okay, glass. opens the door <laughs> and then they open the door and they keep yeah. on fighting i know yeah. <laughs> yeah and then the moment like, on the ground where crystal's like i need a second and they're both like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> and then they go at it again. <laughs> oh, and all of the little kitchen gadgets, right? They're fighting with all these little kitchen gadgets, like the the uh, food processor blade. Like, that's what ultimately does in Athena, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody, it's like somebody watched, um, you know, a cooking show and, and, and then was like, well, let's use all of these as the weapon. Right. They use, it's like a know? combination of a cooking show and John Wick into, like, <laughs> um... Like an amazing fight choreography. It really, mm -hmm. they both did such a good job. Um, yeah. Where it was like, but, it was a good fight. <laughs> I was watching this with my wife and at one point, like Crystal has uh, Athena like pinned up against the wall and she calls out, oh, it's all the macrame. Like she's pinned up against the macrame <laughs> on the wall. There's and there's so much like great like set design worked into this, right? Yeah. It's like all those little details. Oh, and the part where Athena goes I think it's Athena, goes flying like through the fireplace and comes out on the other side. Yeah. Oh my god. It's it's a great, great scene. Here here's I don't know if you knew this factoid about the director, Craig Zobel. Mm-hmm. Um do you know what he was the co creator of? Here's my trivia question. No. Something, oh. Are we doing trivia something. on this show now? Yeah, now that's the new feature. Damn it. <laughs> I do not. 
he, um, with the brothers Chapman, invented Homestar Runner. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. I, when I wow. read that, I was like, ah, my world makes sense. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like everything, I'm, everything is intertwined in some way. Oh, my God. Talk <laughs> yes, about he was the guy who came cast. up with the concept. They were, That's they nice. were, just, they were, they both, <laughs> they're both from Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. They're all from Atlanta. The Homestar <laughs> yeah. Runner people, and they—they huh. they were taking a break. They worked at the Olympics that summer, <laughs> and they took mm-hmm. a break. They went to a bookstore, and they were just making fun of like the bad state mm-hmm. of children's books. So they decided to come up with an hilarious parody of children's books, which turned into Homestar Runner. That's bizarre. That's so funny. I know. I I, he, I had no yeah, idea, he, and and we're so dating ourselves in like you know early two thousands <laughs> internet culture here. Um, but I yes. did notice how tightly connected so many of the people in this are, you know, from, uh, people involved in lost and people involved in the leftovers and a lot of people right. are in the yeah. same shows and that kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, it's a very small community apparently. <laughs> so I think this movie is pretty important in the sense that, like I said, it's, you know, I don't consider this going to be a timeless classic. However, right. it is a very potent and timely movie for our day. And just, I think, highlights not only how preposterous mm-hmm. these extremes can go to, but basically mm-hmm. how we've basically stereotyped everyone who believes maybe one thing or d- believes differently right. than we do. I think that's a, I think that's yeah. a problem. <laughs> and we've, we've gone too far. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's a shame all of the sort of um, things that happened leading up to the release of this, the delay of this, mm, then COVID right. hitting, and you know, it <laughs> right. it definitely is a movie that you know fell you know under the radar. It, it's funny because it, it was sort of like on the radar as a sort of blip in a, a news story for a hot exactly minute, right. Yeah, and then it, yep. and then it's like now it's been months since that happened, and now it's coming out, and nobody remembers it. And, and no, so because yeah, bigger things were happening, right? And right, the movie right. didn't strike at the time when it was being right. talked up, um, right? And where people could actually still go to movie theaters. Yeah, so I mean, was, like I said, I mean, I I laughed so much at this. I think it is it's such a fun, you know, social and political satire. It's, it's a movie that anytime I explain the premise, people are immediately enthusiastic about, about seeing. And so the fact that it didn't get a wider audience and the fact that Betty Gilpin, if she doesn't get if this turns out to be, she doesn't get future starring roles because this movie wasn't yeah. as widely seen. That is a huge loss um, for us because she oh, she is uh, truly incredible. No, she should be a huge star. I mean, honestly. Yeah. And I don't, yep. I mean, like, she has the charisma. She has, mm-hmm. obviously, the acting ability. I mean, she mm-hmm. she has, she can carry a movie that is in, mm-hmm. in, in, in a, a movie that could go sideways in all yeah. sorts of different ways. I mean, it yeah. would not be an easy movie to be like the the 
the center of this of the, of this chaos and how we go along um, and we root for her and um, yeah, you just she, fall in love with this character. And she really does elevate it uh, precisely from being the more uh, uh, pedestrian version of this movie that it could have been, right? Yeah. That's all yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. For Would You Rather on this episode, <laughs> um, you know, because of the, 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 the themes of the, the theme, I think, of this movie and, and what, what it's trying to, what it's trying to point out and um, make a satirical look and hopefully look at ourselves. Um, uh-huh. So ideally, if you could choose for our society, Glenn, one path. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's, no, this is serious, man. I, put, on your, put on your serious face. So would uh-huh. you, now I can't do it. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll shut up. So, ideal, ideally for our culture, would I was would, would you rather be Gary or Dot? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> would you want our society, even though we disagree, to have an open dialogue so that each side gets equal hearing? Right? You know uh-huh. that we could we could actually have that. Um, which uh-huh. I don't think we have right now. I'm, I'm going to conclude that we don't have that. Would you rather have yeah. a society where we could actually have both sides equally heard, or would you rather have a society where we just agree to disagree and we don't have um, important conversations because peace yeah. is more important? <laughs> That's... Okay. That's <laughs> not, not funny. <laughs> So just to restate, so the question is whether or not we talk with each other or whether or not we just agree to live in separate rooms. Is that kind of how it boils down? <laughs> well, if you want to use that analogy that's very base and simplistic, <laughs> if that helps I'm you just, understand it, all right. Hey, I'm just going for brevity here, man. <laughs> um, okay, well, Cause I, I think... I, I'm concluding that right now we're doing neither, so I think. Mm. Um, yeah, no, that's that's what's, fair. I what's think. what's the what's the what's the <laughs> what? Yeah, which which do we value more? Which would you choose? Uh, uh this is one of those things where okay, so this is interesting. It's it's one of those things where like you could quickly jump to the like, well, we should have open dialogue and and all live together in harmony and whatnot, right? Um, <laughs> uh, and that would be the the quote-unquote correct answer or the the right answer to give or whatnot right um that said right like okay if we're so far apart then yeah let's just agree to disagree and kind of go into our separate corners i mean (laughs) we're talking about the civil war here like how did we get here (laughs) just gonna secede from the union it was it was obviously gonna end this way there was no that that was you would eventually I'll, get to that point. I'll give you my my honest answer, um, and it's funny because uh, my wife and I were talking to a certain extent almost about this, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit. The theme, at yes. least, in or earlier in this in this show, but um, what I would love is the former the 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 fact that there could be 
Mm -hmm. and open dialogue free of sort of, you know, threats of, and and I want to, I'm going to caveat some of this at the end. So I'm just going to say what I'm going to say, but like (laughs) free, free, free of threats of cancellation or, you know, um, Uh accusations, you know, our language right now and our polarization is so weaponized, right? So that if you say the wrong thing, I can just say, oh, you're a racist or, oh, it's this or whatnot, you know, and that right. is immediately the worst thing that can happen to someone. I mean, it's not the worst thing, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. it, it, it does serve to kind of throw a monkey wrench into the idea of having a conversation that understands each other's positions and allows us to each give a little in, in moving together. I'm going to, again, I'm going to say sort of what, I said, I think earlier a little bit here, which is, you know, as, as a, a white man in America, right? Like with privilege and whatnot, I don't feel, uh, that it is, while that is what I want, I also recognize that there are many, many reasons why, you know, we are living in the kind of discourse that that we currently have, you know, and I don't want to sort of discount that and, and have this come across of like, you know, why can't we just all get along? Why are people so divisive? (laughs) Like they're divisive for reasons. Right. And those reasons need to be exactly factored in and addressed. So this is a a really long way to answer what I want (laughs) is the former, but you know, it's, it takes some time, takes some work, and you know I'm not sure that making it more comfortable for someone like me is <laughs> the priority right now. You know. Yeah. So, Glenn, uh, what should I prepare for for our next episode? <laughs> so, um, next episode. Um, I wanted to pick the theme of, and this may fall into underseen movies. I'm not actually sure, but the theme that I wanted to pick here is, um, movies with great dialogue and, Mm -hmm. and, and this movie fits that theme to, from my perspective for a, a very specific reason. Um, so the movie that I chose is, uh, from 2018, uh, blind spotting. And I don't know if you've seen this or not. No, uh, I, I've say, yeah, no, I have not. I, I know. Yes. I've heard of it. Yeah. But no, I have not seen this movie. It's, cool. uh, written in stars, uh, David Diggs from, uh, Hamilton fame. And now the new uh-huh. star of the snow piercer show, which, mm, Oh yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but he's I great. And then I haven't watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I watched part of one episode and kind of was bored, but, but to <laughs> me Diggs is, is, is awesome. And then, uh, Raphael Casal, uh, the two of them kind of wrote this and star in it. And the reason that I picked this movie for this theme is that the two of these guys, there's a lot of sort of lyrical qualities and kind of a hip hop, uh, mm rhythm Mm -hmm. to some of their dialogue you know sometimes intentional sometimes well i think always intentional but uh sometimes (laughs) more prominent than others um that i really enjoy in this and i find um kind of heightens the story that they're trying to tell um 
but it's about you know two guys in Oakland and um, yeah yeah and uh, I think it's just a really uh, a really wonderful movie so um, oh excellent yeah yeah all right so I guess that <laughs> that'll be next week um, thank you, you again mean tomorrow so much. we do one of these a day. <laughs> that's right yeah i think uh sorry we might I, I have uh, that's okay i think we might have uh spouses that would uh be rather upset with us if we did one of these a day <laughs> they're, she, they're, they're upset with us now I think if we did it <laughs> yeah uh, and i don't amen. blame them <laughs> they're, totally, <laughs> they're totally in the right on this discussion yeah honey i'm gonna spend about 10 hours a week on a passion project is that cool with you Cool. <laughs> what laundry? No, I can't do laundry. I gotta. I, 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 yeah, I can't pick up the kids. I'm totally <laughs> working with Glenn right now. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, for the limited time that we have left doing this project before our wives kick us off of it, uh, yes. thank you so much for listening. And uh, Chris, this was such a great suggestion. I had so much fun talking about this movie with you. Yes, and um, yeah, I hope everyone will put it on their radar and um, enjoy the hunt. Yeah, all right. All right, well, uh, until next time. God, we need a better fucking sign-up. So (laughs) So dumb. dumb. I was going to say something, too, at the end. I thought, I'm not going to do that this time. (laughs) (laughs) We should leave that in, the God, we need a better fucking (laughs) sign-up. Why not? I know, right? Anything we'll come up with. (laughs) I know, right?